I'm Callie Lewis from GeekBeat.TV. You're listening to the Audacity to Podcast. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 183. Should you podcast under your real name or a pseudonym? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Now, I introduce myself all the time as Daniel J. Lewis. If you meet me at a conference, it's also very likely that I'll even include my middle initial. I even do that now when I'm at churches and just meeting friends. I introduce myself as Daniel J. Lewis because that is my persona. I want to be consistent with using my name. And that is, if you've ever doubted, I'm telling you the full truth right now. That is my actual name, has always been my name. And the J stands for Joseph. That's where the company name D. Joseph Design comes from. That's actually my parent company to everything I do. D. Joseph Design LLC. The Joseph is my middle name, Daniel Joseph Lewis. I use my real name and I've been in other situations before, though, where actually with my Clean Comedy podcast, I didn't start out using my real name. I regret that in some ways, and in other ways, it kind of fit what I was doing. But you may be in the same place where you've considered, should you really use your own real name, make up some cute little nickname, or use a fake name? Maybe you're in the situation with a co-host or a guest that you have on your show. Maybe you're even looking at it with how to work with feedback from your audience. Should you use their real name or their forum ID or anything like that? There are several good reasons why you may or may not want to use your real name. And that's what this episode will be all about. Whether you're blogging, you're podcasting, you're making YouTube videos, or maybe you're just online and you don't have a blog, any kind of website, but you're just on Facebook, on Twitter, Google+, anything like that. Things that you may want to consider now before you build your online presence, because these are some things I wish I thought about before I built my online presence. If you'd like the show notes for this episode, they'll be at theaudacitypodcast.com slash real name for episode 183, and there will be some helpful links and information there. And I'd love for you to comment on what you think about this, both from the perspective of being a podcaster and potentially using your real name or a pseudonym and from what you think about other podcasts you listen to where they use a real name or a pseudonym or some kind of cute name. So first, when to use a pseudonym. You can call it a fake name, a pen name, stage name, podcast name, alternate personality, secret identity, whatever it is that you want to call it. But pseudonyms could be just like any other regular name. Like Callie Lewis, for example, isn't actually her legal name but it is her complete online branding. And some of you may not even know Callie's real name. I'll mention that in a little bit. Ooh, a little teaser there. But it could also be some kind of internet avatar like Jax or a made-up title like my title when I started podcasting, The Ramen Noodle, or anything else like that. The Blue Ranger or The Black Rhino or anything like that. When should you use a pseudonym? Number one. 
Use a pseudonym when you must protect your identity. This is really, I think, the biggest reason people choose to use pseudonyms. And the most obvious reason when you may want to do this is when you think and have a legitimate reason to think your identity and security are at risk. Maybe you don't want your internet life connected with your personal life where your potential boss might find out, oh, you have a podcast about this subject? I don't want you working with my company. Especially keep that in mind because potential employers are doing more and more social network research on potential employees. And also some employers are coming up with social network policies of saying, if you're going to work here, these are things you should and shouldn't do in your own personal accounts online. I think they are, for the most part, justified in doing that. For example, Apple employees aren't supposed to identify themselves as Apple employees lest they be seen as a spokesperson for the company. I mean, just imagine what it would be like if an Apple employee said, yeah, I think the iPhone 6 might have that feature. Oh, then imagine the rumor mill that would start with that. So that could be a time when a pseudonym would make sense. And also if you're just concerned about your personal safety, because there are some real creeps out there online. I know this issue does more commonly affect women than it does for men to be concerned about your safety, but it is a legitimate concern, not just about your own safety, but think about the safety of your family, your spouse or your kids or someone else living with you, whatever your situation is. Also, if you're a minor, you're under 18 years old, then maybe you should consider keeping your identity, at least in some way, a secret. That doesn't mean you have to use a pseudonym, but this could be a good case for using a pseudonym. This does make it a little bit harder for people to find the real you, but just make sure that if you're going to use a pseudonym online, use it everywhere online. Your domain registrations are also a very important place to put it. If your domain registrar doesn't already provide you with privacy protection, I do that. When people buy domains from me, I can register domains. I offer for a free uh, add-on to their domain registration a privacy protection thing and doesn't cost anything extra for them or for me. That's a good thing to do. But also with your accounts, your email addresses, everything needs to be consistent if you're going to use that pseudonym in order to protect your identity. So that's reason number one for using a pseudonym when you must protect your identity. Number two, consider a pseudonym when your name is hard to spell or pronounce. How easy is it, really, for someone to spell your name if all they knew was how you said it? This is where sometimes I receive voicemails from people to the Audacity to Podcast voicemail feedback line, and they say their name. Maybe it's part of their Twitter handle or their email address. They say it, but they don't spell it. And I've lost business because I couldn't figure out a way to contact the person because I didn't have anything that I could easily spell. I couldn't figure out how are they spelling this. I couldn't find them anywhere. And if your name is a little bit difficult like this, then there's a big chance that someone might get it wrong and misuse it, or or there might be different spellings of it, like Stephen with a PH and Stephen with a V. That can be a little ambiguous as well. So you may want to consider some level of a pseudonym. 
This is why Callie Lewis of the former podcast geekbrief.tv and now geekbeat.tv changed her name from Loria Petrucci to Callie Lewis. It's so much easier to spell when you hear it and it's easier to remember. It's shorter too and it's working great for her and that is her complete personal branding. So if your name is hard to spell or pronounce or a little ambiguous, then this could be a case where maybe you just truncate it down to initials in some way. Like if Daniel Joseph Lewis was difficult for people to spell, I could be DJ Lewis online. There was actually only one person in the entire world that's ever called me DJ, and I let them do that on a regular basis. That was their name for me. But besides that, no one else calls me DJ and No one should call me Dan either. It's Daniel, just in case you've ever wondered and would like clarification on that. Reason number two, consider a pseudonym when your name is hard to spell or pronounce. Number three, when to use a pseudonym? Consider a pseudonym when your real name is already taken online. If you've ever tried to get your real name online and couldn't, I feel your pain. I've been there. I'm still there. I've wanted Daniel J. Lewis on different social networks and domains for a very long time. And it's really frustrating to me. Like even a certain domain I wanted that uses Daniel J. Lewis on it. I thought I was about to get it. And then the domain registration was renewed for 10 years. So currently I'm looking at, I think, seven or eight more years before I could try again. That's why I just decided I'm just going to go with danieljlewis.net for my personal site and embrace that as .net since I couldn't get .com and other versions that I wanted. So when I can't use Daniel J. Lewis, that's when I tend to fall back on my trademark, The Ramen Noodle. Like, that's what I am currently on Twitter and on Instagram is I'm The Ramen Noodle. I wish I could have Daniel J. Lewis everywhere and be completely consistent but it doesn't always work. So in your case, if your real name is so common that it's taken everywhere online, or maybe there's a celebrity that has your same name and you don't want confusion there, then maybe that's when you should consider using a pseudonym. Like imagine if my name was actually Daniel Day Lewis. Yes, I know. Shocker that I bring that up. No, I've never heard that joke before. But if my name was Daniel Day-Lewis and I'm trying to build my own branding for Daniel Day-Lewis, I would have a very hard time because Google would always prioritize the celebrity. Everyone would always find Daniel Day-Lewis's content instead of mine. But now that I've prioritized Daniel J-Lewis, the letter J, then people find me that way very easily. So that's number three. Consider a pseudonym when your real name is taken online. Number four, consider a pseudonym when it truly makes sense. There are some cases where it does just simply make sense to assume some kind of different identity online. This may actually make it easier in some cases for your audience as well as for you as a host or co-host on a podcast. For example, Brax Wolf Storm Chaser hosts a video game podcast called Beyond Boss Fights. And he sent me some feedback about this idea. And Brax Wolf Storm Chaser isn't his real name. I'm not sure if you guessed that. But it is his gamer tag. And he has a podcast about video gaming. So it makes a lot of sense for him to keep a consistent branding. So that way it's not like, hi, I'm Jim, but 
on Xbox, I'm known as Braxwolf Storm Chaser. He can just say, hi, I'm Braxwolf. And that's what people know. And they don't have to try and guess, wait, who is this Braxwolf guy? Is, is that the guy that hosts the podcast? Or is that the co-host? Or who is this? I have no idea. So it becomes easier for his audience when he keeps that consistent name, even though it's not his real name. Other people have done similar things like Buck Inspire. I was on his podcast recently, and I know that Cliff Ravenscraft had a lot to say about using his real name. And there are times where it just makes sense. I'll get to the disadvantages in a moment. But also, depending on your approach to social media, you may want to completely remove your name from your podcast branding, your blog branding, whatever kind of social network it is, and assume the branding of the social network. This can get a little confusing, though, and it can also seem extremely, I'd call it, unauthentic. I remember when the Mashable Twitter handle actually had the real name of the guy who runs Mashable. And that would be a little bit confusing because who was actually tweeting? Was it him or was it his company? And it just didn't make sense sometimes. So imagine if you only knew me online as the Audacity to Podcast, and I used personal pronouns when tweeting from the Audacity to Podcast or something like that. It just might not really make sense unless it's a branding that multiple people contribute to, like my Once Upon a Time podcast is online as Once Podcast, and there I don't use personal pronouns. I use plural personal pronouns like we and us because I am representing a team and I'm also not the only one tweeting from that account. Another case when you might need a pseudonym when it would make sense for your podcast is if you have more than one host with the same name. You have Steve and Steve. So is it Steve 1 and Steve 2? Or maybe pick different names. One is Steve, one is Sam or some other completely different nickname, that can sometimes help clarify who is whom in the podcast, make it easier for yourselves and easier for your audience as well. So the four reasons to consider using a pseudonym is, number one, use a pseudonym when you must protect your identity. Number two, consider a pseudonym when your name is hard to spell or pronounce. Number three, consider a pseudonym when your real name is taken online. And number four, consider a pseudonym when it truly makes sense. There are some disadvantages to this when you use your pseudonym online or in your podcast. Number one, if it's cute, then you may not be taken seriously. I hear this from some, I'd say, wannabe professional podcasters, and I think it really ruins their reputation because they're not putting their own name to this. And from some of the comments I've received so far, I put out some feelers on the Google Plus communities for podcasters and podcasting technology resources, and I'll have links to those separate discussions if you want to check out the full thoughts of other people in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash real name. But other listeners also agree that sometimes when they hear someone that has a cute nickname, it tarnishes their credibility a little bit, and they don't seem as authoritative as if they used a real name or at least a real sounding name. Imagine if Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life podcast and former CEO of Thomas Nelson, what if he used a cute pseudonym instead of his real name? Would people respect him as much? 
What if I continued to call myself the ramen noodle in the Audacity to Podcast? And I started my opening with, welcome to the Audacity to Podcast. I'm the ramen noodle, and this is the podcast where you learn about podcasting. Would I be as credible then if I'm not assigning my real name to what I'm doing? Would you take me seriously if I kept calling myself the ramen noodle or the purple people eater or the the gray goose or anything weird like that? So number one, if it is cute, then you may not be taken seriously. Number two, you may regret your decision later. Oh man, I really regret that I didn't use my real name early on. Years ago, I wasn't even thinking about the possibility of growing my online presence, starting multiple podcasts, running an online business. I did have those kinds of ambitions back then, but I didn't really think about how that would affect my online identity. If you have anything close to those ambitions right now, at least reserve your real name right now. You don't have to start building on it, but at least reserve it if nothing else. And you can work on building your personal brand either now with your real name or later on if there's even the smallest chance that you'll want a personal brand. And I do highly recommend that you use a personal brand. And I'll be mentioning that more in just a little bit, how I'm changing some things the way I do certain stuff. So number two, you may regret your decision later. And number three, you may have complications with blending identities. If you're using a pseudonym online, in your podcast, on your blog, on Twitter, wherever, what do you call yourself when you go to in-person events like conferences and meetups? What if you launch some kind of business related to your podcast? Would you still go by that pseudonym, even if, especially if it's a cute pseudonym? When you're doing this and you're using a pseudonym online and then you carry that over into offline and into business avenues, then you essentially have to live a constant lie, almost. I'm not saying you're a liar for doing this, but it's almost like what you have to do when you tell a lie and you try to cover it up, you have to tell another lie. You, you have to just keep your story straight all the time if that's the way you're going to live. Now, that might be fine for you, and you may be up to this task, and the advantages may outweigh the disadvantages for you, but it can get complicated. So that's number three. You may have complications with blending identities. So what are some of these reasons for not using pseudonyms and some of the disadvantages? Number one, if it's cute, you may not be taken seriously. Number two, you may regret your decision later. And number three, you may have complications with blending identities. So now, when should you use your real name? I'm a big fan of people using their real names, and most of the comments that I'm seeing from others on the Google Plus community in response to my request for some feedback are also agreeing that people are big fans of when other people use their real names. So the points that I'm about to give you could also apply to using a real-sounding pseudonym instead of something cute, kind of like Callie Lewis chose a real-sounding name as her pseudonym And she didn't go something like the Geek Beat Girl or something like that. Even Grammar Girl, she says, I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. So she's combining both of her things, but still using her real name and connecting it to her nickname, which is her pseudonym then. So these things I'm about to give you could apply to both potentially. 
Number one, use your real name when you want to build your personal brand. This is huge. You cannot build a personal brand well if you're not pretending or are an actual person. I'm starting to work on this more with the things that I do and trying to build my personal brand, Daniel J. Lewis, more and more because as I start to get multiple brands out there and identities, I want them to build a single brand and that single brand not be another company name like D. Joseph Design, now D. Joseph Design LLC. That doesn't really mean anything to anyone and because it's not my regular name in it. D. Joseph Design doesn't mean anything to most people, and it doesn't associate with Daniel J. Lewis necessarily. So what I'm starting to do is build my personal brand where more and more of my sites, and you'll see this now on podcastplaces.com, I'm making my sites say something like created by Daniel J. Lewis and then the copyright information, which the copyright would still be D. Joseph Design LLC because my company, D. Joseph Design, still owns the copyright, owns all of the rights to that thing, but I want my personal brand associated with what I'm doing. So as I have Once Podcast, The Ramen Noodle, The Audacity to Podcast, Wonderland Podcast, Podcast Places, My Podcast Reviews, all of the stuff that I'm doing, I want all of these things to help build my personal brand. So that's why it's not all Daniel J. Lewis teaches podcasting. Daniel J. Lewis reviews the Once Upon a Time TV show or anything like that, but each of them tie back to building that personal brand. Your real name also makes you more honest and thus more trustworthy. After all, would you really want to trust someone if they don't trust you with their real name? Think about that for a moment. That right there might be reason enough to consider eh, maybe not using a cute name, definitely not using a cute name, but also maybe not using a fake name unless some of the other concerns apply to you. So if you really want to build authority and credibility, I highly recommend use your real name, or if you need to go with protecting your identity, use something that sounds like a real name. Where this is cool in how my personal branding is paying off in different ways is I've had two incidents come up where someone has recognized me from one of my other brands because of one of my other brands, a separate other brand. Like for my podcasting video tips show that I host on YouTube and also a separate video show on iTunes, someone commented on a video and said, hey, this is Daniel J. Lewis from Once Podcast. And it was really cool that they recognized me by name and by voice. And that probably increased how much they respected what I was putting out there as a valuable tutorial. This also happened with an interviewee at CES in 2014 that I met someone, did an interview with them, and then afterward they asked, hey, wait a minute, is that Daniel J. Lewis from the Once Upon a Time podcast? They knew me because of something else I did and because I used my real name across multiple platforms and multiple content networks. They knew me and suddenly had more respect for me and were more excited to meet me in person. So reason number one to use your real name when you want to build your personal brand. Number two, use your real name plus an initial when your regular name is common or already taken online. Again, this is one of those times where I feel your pain if you have a common and probably already taken name. 
Daniel Lewis is very common, and it's the regular spelling of Lewis, L-E-W-I-S. It's extremely common, last name, common first name, so it's very difficult for me to get my real name online. But also, when I started getting online and I put Daniel and Lewis together in lowercase with no spaces, it looks like it could be the name Danielle Wiss. And I don't mean any offense to any Danielle Wisses out there, but I just didn't want my name to look like Danielle Wiss. I already had a traumatic experience as a child where I called in as a little boy. I called in and signed up for a newsletter. And because I was a little boy, someone thought I was a girl. So when I spelled my name, D-A-N-I-E-L, and then my last name, L-E-W-I-S, they cut me off when I was spelling my last name and they thought I spelled Danielle instead of Daniel. Traumatic experience. I'm scarred for life because of that. So it was that combination of putting my name together in lowercase form, like everything is on the internet for IDs. I didn't like the way that looked. And also it was extremely common. Surprisingly, though, I got it on Facebook, but I now regret that. I waited up until midnight when Facebook first released that feature. So I've started using my middle initial, J, because not only does this look better to me, but it also helps distinguish me from other Daniel Lewises out there, like Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel J. Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah, they rhyme, so I've got that working against me. Please don't pull any Daniel Day-Lewis jokes on me. I've heard them before. If your name doesn't mesh well together, like mine didn't really, or it's too long, or maybe someone else has already taken your name online, consider using an initial with your real name, like your middle initial. Or if you go by your middle name, then maybe you should add your first initial. Like I could be D. Joseph Lewis. That's not where I want to go with my personal brand. I think I'm, I've got the strong personal brand now of Daniel J. Lewis, and I'm very grateful whenever someone mentions me that they use my full name with the initial in it. I'm always grateful for that because that's furthering my personal brand in that way. By the way, did you know that Ulysses S. Grant has that S in the middle, but it doesn't have a period for a reason. It's not an actual abbreviation. It doesn't stand for anything. He added the S. I guess he thought it looked cool, but it's not actually his middle initial. Maybe you could look at doing something like that if you don't have a middle initial or uh, add something else in some way. So that's number two. Use your real name plus an initial when your name is common or taken online. Number three, use just your real first name when you want to be authentic, but still protect your privacy in some way. If privacy is important to you and the security of your information, then you could use just your first name omit the last name. Like on my Once Upon a Time podcast, two of my co-hosts use only their first names. And it is for exactly this reason. They're concerned about privacy and security. And that's very legitimate. I don't have a problem with that. And it's also much more personal and authentic to use their real first names than using their Twitter handles or their forum IDs. Like our co-host Jacqueline goes by Jacqueline in the podcast and on the forums, her name is Rumplesgirl. And she was fine with using just her first name in the podcast. And that works really well. And it's so much more authentic and personal. So three reasons to use your real name. Use your real name or again, remember something very much like a real name, when you want to build your personal branding. Number two, use your real name plus an initial when your name is common or taken online. And number three, use just your first real name when you want to be authentic, but still private. 
using your real name does still have some disadvantages to it. So here are three disadvantages. Number one, everything you do online will be connected to you forever. This can potentially hurt you when you're applying for a job, trying to get clients, anything like that. But on the other side, it can also greatly help you. Depends on what kind of content you've put out there and with what you're associated on your social networks and with your name. Look at Dustin Hartzler. He is now a WordPress happiness engineer for the company that makes WordPress and actually more specifically making WordPress.com. And one of the ways he was able to get that job is because of his great content with Your Website Engineer podcast, where he does associate that with his real name. So people know Dustin Hartzler is a WordPress guy, and he now works for WordPress.com. If you're using your real name, be very careful with how you associate it with your other content or anything else that you're doing online. The pictures that you post, the content, the perspectives, opinions that you put out there. I'm going to write a blog post very soon at DanielJLewis.net that will be a little bit of some encouragement and as well as my personal rules of basically something like what I won't tweet about. And that will be some helpful stuff that can maybe inspire you. That would eventually be at danieljlewis.net if you're interested in that. And I do have a separate email list over there if you want to receive notification when I start that. So that's number one. Everything you do online will be connected to you forever. Number two, your real name may be too long. It may be already taken, hard to spell, ambiguous, or similar to a celebrity. This is tough, and I do share your frustration. But you can still be creative with this. I recommend just don't limit yourself to something that you may someday change. This is why you'll never see me anywhere use a username like Podcaster Daniel, because I don't want to limit myself to always being podcaster. The same thing could go for Designer Daniel or Daniel Designs or anything like that. I may not always be a designer. In fact, nowadays, I work less on design and more in other aspects of business and consulting and helping people with podcasting support. So it no longer makes as much sense for me to embrace the keyword design as part of my personal branding. So that's number two. Your real name may be too long, already taken, hard to spell, ambiguous, or similar to a celebrity. And number three, your real name may compromise your privacy and security. Yes, this is a legitimate big concern online with your privacy and security. And it does tend to be more so with women than with men, but it's still as legitimate for anyone out there because it's not just you. It's also your family, your children, your relationships, your associations with companies and other brands. You can offset this issue with certain other privacy practices if you're concerned about your own privacy and security, like getting a P.O. box instead of using your real address anywhere, especially remember your domain registrations. What address and phone number is registered with that? Go check it. Do whois.sc, run your domain through that, and then see what information other people can easily get by just looking up your domain. You could also use a Google Voice phone number instead of your real phone number that you use for other things. And in general, I recommend never share location-revealing information within your podcast. This means you do have to kind of keep track of what kind of stuff you talk about. Like if you say you're near a particular restaurant 
then make sure that you don't give other information elsewhere where people could find out, oh, he said he's near this restaurant and he said he's near this other restaurant. And the only place in the world where these two restaurants are together is this particular neighborhood. That's where he lives. You you need to be careful with that kind of stuff. And also think about the information that other people share in your podcast that might be connected to you in the same way. I heard of a case where a husband and wife were podcasting together and they needed to maintain their privacy. And the way that they did that is they both had to have pseudonyms because even if they only used their first names, it could be very easy for someone to look them up by, hey, what married couple has these two names and is in this particular field? And that can be a way to very easily find their location and other ways of compromising their privacy. So this is number three. Your real name may compromise your privacy and security, but these are things that you can work through. So again, disadvantages to using your real name. Number one, everything you do online will be connected to you forever. Number two, your real name may be too long, already taken online, hard to spell, ambiguous, or similar to a celebrity. And number three, your real name may compromise your privacy and security. So what do you think about using real names versus pseudonyms? Please comment over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash real name to let me know, both from the perspective as a podcaster or content producer out there, why you've chosen to use a real name or a fake name or some kind of cute nickname, and also the perspective of someone consuming someone else's content. What do you think about others who use pseudonyms or their real names or some kind of cute nickname. I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash real name. There's also some great conversation already going on in some Google Plus posts that I created asking people about this topic, and you can get those links in the show notes for this episode number 183 at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash real name. I've got three announcements for you. I've got the next podcast masterclass coming up on September 1st. So sign up before then, and this will help you take your podcast from average to amazing. This is a premium podcasting course, and this is for existing podcasters. There's not going to be anything here about how you set up an RSS feed, how you submit your podcast to iTunes, how you start podcasting, nothing like this. This is, okay, you podcast already. Let's make this a whole lot better. Let's help you profit from this. Let's help you grow your audience. Let's help you make this so much more professional than it already is. That's over at podcastmasterclass.com. And if you sign up, use the promo code TAP to save on your admission into the course. Next, my podcast reviews at mypodcastreviews.com is about to receive a major update and an affiliate program. All current paying members will benefit from this major update. And if you're interested in the affiliate program, you don't have to be a paying member. You can join it even as a free member. And that those details will be coming out very soon. Make sure you go over to mypodcastreviews.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and sign up for the email list to receive notification of when that's available. By the way, you also get a free ebook over there about how to get more reviews for your podcast. So you're not just getting on an email list. You also get some really valuable stuff. Last announcement here, podcastplaces.com is about to launch its second phase to include more resources. And there will be an opportunity for you to contribute some things and help promote your own podcast as well. 
I'm excited about this opportunity to get you involved in podcast places in some really cool ways, some really fun ways. So go over to podcastplaces.com and sign up for that email list to receive the updates of when this new phase is available and how you can participate in this. I can't offer anything free, no bonuses yet over there if you sign up for the list, but the bonus will be you'll hear about this news as soon as it's available. So that's podcastmasterclass.com, mypodcastreviews.com, and podcastplaces.com. Check all of those out if you're interested in making podcasting better whether it be your podcast or someone else's podcast. If you forgot any of the links I shared or want to follow up and comment on this information, please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash real name. And I'd love to hear from you if you're using your real name, why you chose to, why you chose not to, and what you think of other people using or not using their real names in the podcasting space. I'd love to work with you one-on-one to help you start your podcast or maybe need help fixing a problem. Please email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com if you need help. You can also send in feedback for the podcast to that same address so I can answer some questions either here in the podcast or on the blog by calling 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. By the way, at theaudacitypodcast.com, I've been blogging more and posting more videos. Check out theaudacitypodcast.com slash lighting to see an incredible lighting kit I have now that's under $200 and puts out a lot of light. I think you'll like it. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mixed Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can laugh with our clean comedy, learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life, get science fiction and philosophy and discover cool things there, build a Christian worldview, have some Christian critical thinking, discover the mysteries behind TV shows like Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Once Upon a Time, Under the Dome, Resurrection, and much more to come at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.